Hi there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn, you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. Well, child. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. This is a Mossable podcast. Um, as you might have noticed by my voice, only my voice, our co-host couldn't be here today. Um, so you'll be hearing more from him next time. Today's a different kind of podcast format because I had the privilege, or I have the privilege of visiting a, a lovely couple. They actually invited us over, so I'm here with my family. And um, I, I'm so stoked to share their story. So um, you guys should just get ready for uh, a fun time. So I met a little bit of a backstory. I met the wife first. He, she was actually a student in my university. I don't think she's ever taken any of my classes. I think as I was entering, she was living. But you know that thing where you don't find a lot of Africans in, um, in places like Oklahoma. So we kind of got connected through a, a mutual um, friend. Um, this is this will be Amaka Anudo, and the rest, as I say, is history. She's from Ghana, and her husband is from Ghana as well. And in the next few um, minutes or so, we will be um, sharing the experiences, just being from Ghana, moving to the U.S., and um, raising kids here, what they do on the side, their ministry, and all all of that kind of fun stuff. So even though I have talked about um, the, the wife, now let me talk about the husband. Well, he has a PhD in computer science, and he's very passionate about teaching, which started from the house of the Lord. He's now a full-time assistant professor teaching computer science courses at a university here in Oklahoma. And as a teacher, he looks forward to sharing his knowledge with the next generation. Well, without further ado, guys, please join me in welcoming the Osseis to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much, uh, guys. It took me like a whole decade to like put all of my setup together, but they're very um, nice and helpful. Um, well, we usually start with the basic questions in the podcast. So tell us a little bit about both of you. And it's kind of different because it's two people on the show at once. And this is live, which I'm super excited about. So maybe you guys take turns and um, tell us about, you know, a little bit about yourselves. That's something that we've not mentioned in the introduction. Okay. Uh, something about myself. Uh, I think you kind of said uh, I do a lot, basically. I try to uh, occupy my time yeah. and make good use of my time. So that that is something I always, when I have something going, yeah. I try to find something to do or I just do something with the kids. Uh, so uh, I want to have, ma- maximize my time, basically. Maybe you need to show us the way, how you're able to maximize your time. Okay. <laughs> if you have a book, are you planning to write a book on that? <laughs> Maybe in a few days. Yeah, because it seems like you're a man of many interests. 
Yeah. Yes, even the short time I've spent with you today, I've, I've learned like four things about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing more than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, hopefully, we can explore uh, those aspects yes. um, within yes, the next definitely. few. Yeah. And the other doctor say. <laughs> so, I'll say, I'm the opposite. He's a tech, um, technical guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm the more analytical. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a pharmacist. Um, so apart from like working with the kids at home, mm-hmm. yeah, I work in the pharmacy full time. But um, mm-hmm. I also like um, taking care of kids. Like back home, I used to work with kids a lot, and has really taught me so many things about raising my own children. Yeah. Apart from that, I also love to sing and also. Um, volunteer wherever my hands finds me yeah oh nice so the singing part is not like shower records in the bathroom like you really no, really no, no. sing <laughs> oh praise the worship oh praise the worship yeah. so <laughs> i learned this today for the first time um that you guys actually met in ghana yeah. I, I was under the person you met here in the u.s so maybe just tell us a little bit about growing up in ghana and how you found each other uh, I'll say uh, we moved to a place that uh, they were already uh, living. Okay. So, How old were you then? Uh, this is back in 94, oh, 95, okay. yeah. so a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I found them because uh, same, uh, it's about like uh, three houses in between our houses. Yeah. So I just walked to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has two older brothers that I played with all the time, and then I started going to their church. So, because we're copying her, or was it you just there for the brothers? How no, you, no, no, she was a uh, just still a baby there. Ah, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, you're still young there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. four years older than her. So oh, but still, was, still, yeah. I mean, we were kids. So okay, mine, okay. You're ready already then. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> okay. So basically, that's how we met from from the beginning. Yeah, and then you moved here in 1998. You said. Yeah, I think you're the first person in the long world that I've heard like moved here in the 90s. Usually, people like me that 2005, like 1996, like many many years ago. Yeah. So it wasn't too long after you guys moved to that area that you moved to the US, correct? Yeah, uh, 98. Yeah. Uh, we came here for a little bit, went back. Yeah. And came uh, because I had to go to uh, school for a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then. And then I moved here. Uh, I think it was right before nine eleven, and then uh, so I had to stay for a little bit, and then and then come back because I think they started changing a lot of the international yeah. student stuff. I know. Yeah. yeah, I became yeah. more strict. Yeah. 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 So how about you? What was your recollection of when you first met him? Um, uh, <laughs> the other doctor say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, that was kind of different because we were like he, he was friends with my brother. Mm-hmm. So whenever he came to our house, it was just them. Like I mean, I would play with my own squad. And yeah, playing with his, my brothers. And he came here, and then I don't know. He had to come back in two thousand and eleven. And I think he said when I he, he came, I had changed. You know. Well, in what way? Like oh, yeah, blossom. Yeah. So I was like, ah, that little yeah. scrawny girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's not the little girl that I know. Yeah. And when he came, my brother wasn't there so i was the one entertaining him uh, so that's when it all started you know yeah yeah it, yeah it made us um, it started from like friendship yeah and then yeah and then the rest is history yeah so he came in 1998 what year did you come to the u.s 2002 after we got married oh so you got married what when, when did you get married 2012 wow so, so that was like about that's quite a time yeah, like 14 yeah, yeah. years yeah. 10 years so how how many years did you guys date for uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'll say about six months. And oh. We got married, and then 
uh, a year uh, she came okay. here. Cause um, I, uh, I went to Ghana in uh, May. Okay. And then that's when we started talking. Official, so, official. Yeah, but so, then you were still friends in the background. Yeah. And so uh, in December, then I went over there and then we got, we did the trip. We tried to show out stuff. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, uh, yeah. So in August, I went back, we did the wedding yeah. and then we came here. So I had to say that uh, when men sometimes sees their wife, sees their wife, they go like, I'm going to marry that girl. Like you kind of know, did you, was that the same case for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a, I had, because I like to, back in the day, I was reading a lot, yeah. like psychology yeah. and try to understand people. people's minds. Yeah. So uh, it was one guy that explained how you can determine by uh, specific questions that you ask. That's so I asked, her, I asked her these three questions and then it was like, yeah, this will be the person. So. Yeah. Are you yeah. at liberty to tell those three questions? In case some people no, might be asking. I, I forgot. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I use it. And you work. use it? I she checked all the boxes? Yeah, I eliminated a bunch yeah. of people yeah. and I find the right one. I was like, there's no need for it. But it was really good. It was really good. So. Yeah. I really wish I could those Uh, but you're just being yourself, right? You know, yeah. no, no, you were just, yeah. you would even know that yeah, they were I mean, actually grading you. <laughs> I asked I, I, I ask him really tough questions. Yeah. You know, I don't like people to come waste my time. Yeah. And yeah. I was looking for yeah. a few things. Somebody who feared God. Yeah. Somebody that we had the same thing in common. Yeah. I realized that he really liked to work with kids and, oh, and oh, he's yeah. very serviceable. Yeah. And I was looking for somebody who is also kind and Into I, the one thing that I realized was that I like the way that he treated other people. Mm, mm. Like um you know you know how sometimes people when they realize that you are not within certain social media yeah, like yeah. he would treat everybody with so much kindness and respect uh, and That's what really yeah. made me get a really soft spot. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I've heard this. I think it's what you're trying to experience that you know the character of a person, the way they treat somebody they don't have to be nice to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. So 2012 is when you guys got married. So 10 mm-hmm. years anniversary. Yeah. Happy married life Thank and congrats you. on making it this far. This is like, what, 100 years in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um, moving to the U.S., you know, you probably had your own challenges as well. And I bet you guys were in, oh, you moved after you got married, right? Yeah. Um, I imagine that being in Ghana, there's some, and let me just compare that to Nigeria. Let me know if there are some similarities or if there are some differences. Like there's a cushion you have back home. Like yeah. there's that support. And, but when you move here, you feel so isolated on yeah. top of all the extra things that are going on, the things you're exposed to, discrimination. Let's, mm-hmm. let's add that into the bucket. Yeah. How was the first year of marriage? What, what, was the, what would you say was the most difficult part of it for you guys? Trying to understand people, mm. like um, I talking about, like between us all. It could be between, it could be within and outside of you guys oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'll start with outside. Um, I think um, I had to really learn the culture, mm. um, and also how to communicate with other people. I had to learn that some things which are common to us might be different. Yeah, might be different to them. So if I'm communicating, I should just rather put it in the perspective of the people and the culture here so that I can make so much sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I bet him coming here first before you, he probably that helped you. Helped. Yeah. That yeah. helped a whole lot. Because right. there were some words. Tell us, tell us some words. Like. There were some words that, you know, back home, if when you use it, it's really, 
it's not that kind of a big deal. Like example, like the nah. oh, like, oh, we don't want to get cancelled, like that kind of word, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they say it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, and then um, there was um, let's say, um, how, how do you call it? Like, be careful. Oh yeah. Like, if you don't take like, if you don't take care, you are not going to get it. But say, um, if you are not careful, yeah, like using kind of words that will make me make more sense for, for you like there's just like a little bit of some cultural differences yeah yes. exactly. and you landed in langston you're in langston right yeah i that was i think i went to langston maybe two years after we got married uh, yeah. but oklahoma was your first base yeah you've always been in oklahoma no no no, no. Oh, i went yeah. to uh high school in uh, illinois oh chicago and then, yeah, yeah and then came here oh what part of illinois sorry i just said uh, chicago so, uh bolenbrook it's becoming everybody sits here in illinois I mean, it's, it's outside outside chicago. of chicago yeah yeah it's yeah. a yeah. suburb uh, uh, outside okay. yeah okay oh wow um now you have kids you have three kids mm-hmm. so um how long after you guys got married did you have your first kid uh, a year. A year, okay. Yeah. And would you say, what would you say was the difficult part of just, you know, raising kids, especially here in the U.S., given how you guys grew up, you know, in a different kind of part of the world? And then, so what would you say are the, ble- the challenges and the opportunities? Uh, I mean, she actually figured out, because at that time I did not know anything. And then uh, about health insurance, all this stuff. So we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then we called some of these insurance people. They was like, we're not going to support your wife is already pregnant. It's like... Pre-existing condition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were comparing... Don't you hate when they do that? Like a car accident uh-huh. saying like, you, you call in uh, for insurance while you already have an accident. Oh, it's too late. You can't do that. So she actually find uh, some resources and... Uh, find something called sooner care. I oh yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, like a statement, like Medicaid, yeah, so, yeah so, to yeah, help so out. They yeah, help, help out. Yeah. So she did a lot to. So your pharmacy background kind of helped out. <laughs> no, I didn't even know pharmacy then, but then, but um, I think that really helped me. All those experiences, um, I'm able to apply right now in my country to help your patients. Help yeah, my patients because in normal, most of them are students. Yeah, international, yeah. and then some of them don't have insurance. They don't have so insurance. Yeah, I'm able to help them find something over the counter. Resources available. Cheaper. To them. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. So I have a daughter, as you guys know, and um. Oh, first quick one. Do you speak any of your languages, like in yeah, Jiga or uh, what? Tweet. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm trying to teach my daughter Yoruba, mm-hmm. and it's so hard. I didn't it's know how hard. hard it was to mm-hmm. teach somebody a language, mm-hmm. and I think because if you were growing up in Nigeria, you're kind of you're not very actively teaching your kids because they get exposed to it, you know. Because we tend yeah. to live in yeah. um, in in geographical locations where our cultures are kind of you know saturated. Mm-hmm. Like if they go to school on the playground, at church, there's always you know that language transfer going on. Yeah. But here it's like. You have to keep exposing them. You become the bus driver. You become the Sunday school teacher. It's like five person wrapped in one. Mm-hmm. Have you tried, succeeded in um, teaching any of your kids in Twi? Um, I would say um, 
the oldest one, like, yeah, we're getting a little bit yeah. successful. Yeah. But the only challenge is that most of her friends, we don't have a lot of Africans around. Yeah. Know, like Ghanaian. Yeah. That we speak the same languages. Language. Yeah. But yeah. we try, and I think what we've gotten to is that whatever we say, she understands. Understands it. And yeah. if she doesn't understand anything, she come and ask How you. do we say or pronounce this uh, word in tree? Yeah, so for her, yeah, we're still working on. But the second one for Cassie, I think she had a little bit and a bit. Yeah, and maybe, yeah. Yeah, so um, we are concentrating on like the English phrase because to be on top was, of that, yeah, yeah, was yeah. Even a challenge for us. Yeah, yeah. But for Ken, for for the others, we it, just go trying. Yeah, try. Yeah. Do you feel pressure in a way to kind of like teach them the language? No. No. At, at first, for me, at first I felt like pressure, but. The second one, Cassie really taught me so many like, lessons. Yeah. Mm. I mean, um, the most important thing is they're able to communicate. They know where they are coming from. Yeah. They know the culture, yeah. the norms. And with that, the priority was getting here to talk. Yeah. Like speak, communicate. So maybe being able to talk in the local language will be like a bigger goal. You yeah. can always add on top yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, and are you going to talk more about you know um, the second? Do you want to talk a little bit about your daughter, the second daughter? Yeah. Okay, I can, I can, because it's such a timely one. Because this mm-hmm. past week we talked about um, we had Chama on the show, mm-hmm. who works with kids with autism, and she volunteers heavily in Nigeria. And there's so many, you know, weakened infrastructure in the healthcare yeah. system, and how much more like for special education and even equipping parents. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Ghana is. Maybe let's even talk about your um, your second daughter mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I don't know how Ghana is, but in Nigeria, our healthcare system, we operate out-of-pocket model, mm-hmm. and which makes it incredibly hard for those who are already socioeconomically disadvantaged mm-hmm. to get access to healthcare. Um, so in Ghana, so in Nigeria, another thing is also the perception about autism. Mm-hmm. It's not very, uh, I don't know, they sometimes just want to hide it yeah. because they're not well equipped and I'm not trying to blame some of the parents because they don't they're not they don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. So what's Ghana like in um yeah, I think Ghana is kind of uh, people even don't really know what that is and right. as a like um I still don't really know where we are right now. Yeah. We're still learning about it and it's not that I want to really accept it, you know, I'm still on the fence. About yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's a whole lot of things to just like soaking and all that, but I, I feel that in Ghana, culturally, people don't really know about it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you need to pray, pray train them up in the way yeah. they should go. Like, yeah, they'll grow out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think so many people know about that, and mm. let alone um, the resources to like, handle that. Yeah. yeah. And I um, I don't I don't even know how they incorporate them into the public school mm. system over there, and it's kind of quite new to them, and I, I yeah. think it's something that they are beginning to learn from. Okay, yeah. so Candice is like eight, right, or nine? She's Candice nine, nine. Yeah. and then Cassie is six. six. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, first child, you get so much experience, you yeah. learn on the go, yeah. and then the second child, you know. And then you have a, a baby now, right? And so between Candice and um, and Cassie, were they like, how would you even talk about the pregnancies? Usually parents, mothers might say, oh, it felt different or it was the same. Are you able to do a bit of comparison? and contra- I'm also going to ask that is perspective too. But let's start with mom first. Yeah, 
Yeah, for tennis, I was sick a whole lot. Oh. And I think it happened so quickly because I was still trying to navigate through the culture. Yeah. And then I found out that I'm pregnant <laughs> and with little support here. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. And I think my biggest fear was um, who is going to help me? I know my husband is there, he's very yeah. helpful and yeah. all that, but back home. You had if, you had a maid, you had yeah. Bread, if somebody gives birth, like you don't even get to to carry the baby. Yeah, <laughs> all I do is uh, bring the baby. Bread, yeah, and like kind of thinking about, hey, I'm not going to get all those kind of support. Yeah, like, it scared me a little bit, mm. but then that also pushed me to also learn more about how to take care of children. And the funny thing was that my mom did that for many young people oh, like, wow. and I think she still continues to do that so it kind of helped me like whenever she went to their homes and then take up yeah. I was always like a mock boy we call it a mock boy in yeah some... oh, wow. exactly so I was always watching her I was always helping her not knowing that one day to, one day those <laughs> are going to come in handy yeah so so with the first one I think I really tapped into that kind of experience yeah. mm. and and that pushed me through and for the by the time Cassie came along and like oh, I've done this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I got this right. <laughs> I just only need to refresh on yeah some things. Yeah. And, and besides, they were and they're only two years apart. Apart, so they're so like you know almost that. Irish twins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then for Karis, I mean after six, six years, <laughs> I felt like I didn't know anything. Did so I went back, did the reading. Besides, the time was going by, so I was in pharmacy school. Yeah. I didn't have so much time for myself. I was uh, yeah, doing exams and yeah. But um, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just move along with that. Yeah, yeah. But it went by so so quickly. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was it like for you, Dad? Like you know, um, just the child, the children raising them, and even them coming. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, my way uh, is really simple. You just figure it out as you go. As you go, yeah. yeah you, and then you build on experiences. Yeah. Once you know what to do, you repeat it. Yeah. Well, if it didn't work, now you know. Well, you know what to do. It just, whatever comes, we'll deal with it. Yeah. It has, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, even talking about um, Cassie, um, from what I know about um, children on the spectrum, it's very hard to diagnose one. Even talking about that in the same vein, it's overdiagnosed, especially the ADHD components. And the drawback is that sometimes people are the those in in power. So when I talk about I talk about healthcare providers, they are mostly most of them are always in a hurry to place those you know kids on medications. And because I I used to I mean I'm a foster mom. We've done fostering. You see a lot of that. A lot of foster kids are on antipsychotics and you know um, ADHD medications. So I guess for maybe parents that might be in your position, looking back now, what are some signs you know about Cassie before the diagnosis was you know officially made? It just uh, the I mean the the main thing with her just uh, communication yeah and she will only kind of talk when she really needs something talk, yeah so I mean that was the that's the only thing when you're trying to get her to do something she might do it or she might not do it not do it yeah. so it depends on her mood and that has been the only problem 
Mm. But other than that, she she yeah. can uh, read. She can do whatever uh, she want to do. Nice. She can whatever that she really want to do. She will she do does it. it by herself. Yeah, she will grab a computer, go to her page, and find whatever. Stuff. She, she just do it. <laughs> but if you try to talk to her, she might not give you the answers that you want, yeah. or she might not even answer you at all. Oh, okay. so just communication part. Yeah. And those things are things that. With the um, IEPs and therapies and yes. behavioral therapies, she's able yes. to gain those skills. Um, now, does she go to a regular school or? Yeah, yeah, she does. Okay, okay. So that's she's like grade one right now. Yeah, yeah. first grade. Oh, first grade, sorry, first grade. Yeah. Um, so another thing I know is that um, with kids on the spectrum, there's usually one topic that I'm very fascinated about. Kissing, but one of my friend's um, son, um, he's autistic, and he's into paddleboards. He can tell you everything about powder words. Is that is there anything Cassie is supertly like overtly excited about that she can go on and on about? I mean, she liked that toy LOL and Oh the one she was showing, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then she would go on YouTube, find those and now she started watching people making cakes. Yeah. Cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Uh maybe you can you guys can bake together and uh yeah. 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 She was and the most surprising thing is that, like, she keeps showing out a whole lot more, mm. and I believe that there's so much that she knows that we've not even discovered it yet. Discovered, yeah, yeah. Because she will type in like skittles. There's like some skittles videos. Yeah. Skittles men, and I didn't know how that she could type the word skittles on there to yeah, find it. To find it, and even cake like cooking. Cassie, show us what you... <laughs> Just go to the browser history. Yeah. Let's learn about Cassie today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Claire deleted it, all the history. Yeah, yeah. Like 30 seconds. She She's going like, again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and how long ago was this diagnosis made? Oh, um, let's say... About a month ago or something like that. Oh. No, that's the 23rd. Yeah, the 20, that's when the report Last came. month? Yeah, the, last month. Oh, so it's still fresh. Yeah, it's still yeah. fresh. Uh, but I mean, I'm not... Like, but still, like, um, like I said, we're still on the fence. On the fence about yeah. accepting the diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. I, accept it. I don't want to really accept it, but so because I don't want people to put I'm, in I'm a really label. Fo- yes, yeah, yes. I'm really focused on. We are really focused on the outcomes. Like, yeah. if she's not doing this, this is what I want to see to her help do. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I feel like sometimes um, you, you you make it all about. The diagnosis. The labels, yeah. Yeah, the labels. People are too quick to conclude. You are not really able to help him, and then there's so much more within her that you, you are not really able to tap into. Yeah. Because of maybe a label or maybe a diag, you, you wouldn't really be able to push her. Yeah. 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 To become what you want to see her. Yeah. I think you guys are going at it the right way. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, it's not the diagnosis that really matters. Is yeah. how are we going to equip her? You know, and it seems like she's already gained some skills. Cause all this while you didn't even know, and she, you know, she's able to do some things. Mm-hmm. Cause again, the I think the 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 most fascinating thing, and I use that word carefully, about being on the spectrum is the spectrum. Kids yeah. are on different, you know. Yeah. But the is I think what blows my mind is just the ability they have. Like almost like we we need to understand them more, yeah. and it's a different way they communicate. They see the world differently, and mm-hmm. uh, but I'm I'm glad that you guys are in this part of the world, you know, yeah. where. Even though you're Ghanaians at, at, at heart, you're able to even bring some of your cultural peace, mm-hmm. but you're in a place that supports, you know, there's yeah. therapy, there's, you know, um, yeah. tools to, like, help out. Yeah. 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 For parents who might be struggling, you know, because um, 
number one, thank you so much for sharing that because yeah. this is, I didn't even know it was this recent. Yeah. For parents who are, you know, in your shoes and maybe are so overwhelmed, what kind of words can you um, say to encourage them or even, you know, give them some glimmer of hope? Yeah, so, first of all, just share, like, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. It's not too hard for God. And then second of all is that they are much more than a diagnosis. They are much more than um, a label. They have so much inside of them that you have not even yet tapped into. Mm-hmm. So just treat them as individuals. Um, you should, and then you, should, you should also be careful of what you allow other people say. to say about them or to put on them. Like you, They are your child. You know them better than any psychologist or anybody else. And then I believe that early intervention is very, very key. Like, once um, you find out that, okay, there's a problem with the speech, you, start, you have to start patiently working okay. on that. Yeah. yeah, and then try to put the diagnosis maybe on the back bench and then try to treat the, the child as your child. This is mm. what I want to see. This is what I want to nurture and help it come out from the mm. child. Mm. And then... Second of all, too, it's like, you are very good parents. It's not your fault. It's not something that you did wrong. Because sometimes, if you go to the public places, the way that people mommy, look at mommy, and it, mommy, if they started, like, um, like, acting out. Yeah, they give it that look. Sometimes, yeah. the comment that you get, it's not like, and the mm. saddest thing is it comes from people who are very close to you. Or, oh. Yeah, so, but um, the thing is that sometimes, um, it's not their fault. They are also... Oversensitized sometimes, yeah. yeah, in places, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so one thing I will encourage parents is that you're a good parent, you're doing your best, don't give up. You're all that your child needs, and then you can do this with God. All things are possible. So just use that to nurture everything that has been placed inside of them mm. to come out. Wow. Yeah. Good luck between that, Dr. Say. Two shall become one. So that's a very thank you so much for uh, sharing today. Now let's move into our countries. You know, even though <laughs> let's talk about our relations between our countries. We know we have um, that mutual love for soccer, mm-hmm. and then we've still yet to, we don't ever see eye to eye on you know jollof oh, yeah, rice. No. Oh, by the way, guys, if my ancestors might be turning right now. I tried Ghana jollof rice today, and it was really nice. And I think. I'm okay with it just calling another kind of rice. I think the bone of contention is that it's called jollof rice. If you guys say Ghana rice, then I'll say ah, it belongs in its own category. That's, I think it's just semantic. Again, <laughs> labels, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you guys think about Nigerians? Uh, I, I'm sure you've met. Uh, oh, we're yes. everywhere. We're loud. And all. I just, you know, I led into that. But what are your thoughts about Nigerians? Because uh, you made a comment about Nigerians that time, which I'm going to bring up again. But let me just start. I think let's start with Dr. Say, um, Dr. Richard Say, because they're both doctors. What, what are your opinions about Nigeria, Nigerians, or even Nigeria as a country? I don't have any because <laughs> uh, one of my cousins is married to a Nigerian. Yeah, uh, they they back in Texas now, but I mean, just people, just, just like, people. Yeah, yeah, just people like everybody. Else. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Nana has more to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the let's, let's, like, let me focus on you. <laughs> it's okay. Say it's nothing we haven't heard before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But first of all, let me. Um, I think 
we there's no much difference between Nigerians and Ghanaians. Yeah. Because kind of thing that I can really relate with. Not even just like but West Africans. It's just like siblings. Yeah. That's how I see it. Like if you have more siblings, you have always have two of them that wouldn't really see eye to eye. But yeah. at the end of the day. There's so much love between them. Yes, and if you're yeah. the third person, then you attack one of them. Ah, we're coming for you. Yes. <laughs> I see Nigerians like I. I just see it like me and them, my siblings. Yeah, yeah. We are very tight. Yeah. yeah. Nobody can mess with them, but I can mess with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's yeah, why I see. Yeah. There's something you said on the table where I think we're talking about inflation, and mm-hmm. you know, you were telling me how the CDs has gone from one dollar to one CDs like eight dollars, mm-hmm. and. When I first heard it, my opinion was, oh, it's just eight dollars. But if you do that multiplication by eight, that's like, you know, times eight of yeah. what it used to be. That's, you know, significant. Yeah. And often our denomination Naira has, has also gone up from like 110, mm-hmm. you know, about 10 years ago to almost 700 and something today. So that's like times seven. Mm-hmm. So our countries are hurting. And then you said something about how Nigeria, the rest of Africa looks up to Nigeria. So if Nigeria is hurting that bad, it's an indication of the continent. Yeah. So I guess, um, and then we started talking about how we've never really been blessed with very great leaders. Mm-hmm. And even the ones we're blessed with, the West, you know, made them look like, you know, yeah, despots yeah. and dictators mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> Libya, for example, <laughs> you know. Um, so let me just ask this question. I've asked it many times. Looking at just the issues you may have in Ghana, and let's exp- extrapolate that to Africa as a whole, what hope do you have for your country and what are some of the things you feel like Ghana needs to get right for it to be greater than it is right now? I think first of all, people need to change their mindset. Mindset is everything and I think that's what is really not making the country go on. Um, if we are able to change the mindset with the future generation, then mm. we have a future because um, I don't know if it's about other African countries. You go if you go to buy something, everybody has the mindset of trying to cheat you. Mm, mm. Um, like, if you talk about work ethic, Ghanaians are very, very hard working. But sometimes, like, if you stay here for a long time and then you go back home, you see that it's quite different. Even with the way that they serve people, be like, what? Well, we can do this in America. <laughs> you have to fire or cancel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it's more about the mindset. Um, if people don't change their minds, it doesn't matter the leaders or the political part that will come into power. Yeah. People are still corrupt. Yeah. If people have still still have um, the mindset to cheat, to get people, at the other person, or not even put put in their best effort at work, mm. what good does it that do for the country mm, as well? Mm, mm. Thank you for that, um, Doctor Sayade. Yeah, I, I say the same. Like, uh, uh, it's a whole like you have to change your whole mind. Uh, like uh, people want something for themselves, not thinking about the future, not even for their kids. They want now. Yeah. Like they always, how can I get more now? Present oriented. Yeah. Instead of even thinking about like, if I work here, this is paying my bills and I can be fed for a long time. Mm-hmm. They will do something stupid to get something more mm-hmm. and end up losing their job. And I hear a lot of stories like that. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, you had a job, everything was going on, and you went and did something stupid. Because mm-hmm. uh, the mindset is everybody trying to get rich quick or try to advance quickly, yeah. but don't want to put in the work or wait for the process to the get them there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. I mean, you haven't said anything that, you know, 
I haven't also thought about my country as well. And I think um, in addition to that, one theory I have is also how Africa, even as a Nigerian, I still don't know a lot about the continent mm-hmm. because we weren't taught, you know, a lot about ourselves when we were in school. And if I even think about that trauma theory, I think Africa has suffered a lot, you know, but still, this is new colonization. They must have left, you know, with the exception of countries like Cameroon and Mali, France is still heavily, you know, into yeah. their pockets. But perhaps what we see as being, you know, um, present-oriented, that instant gratification, is because people are still under trauma in, in a way. You know, our countries are still yet to recover. Don't get me wrong, we have very bad leadership. Yeah. Our leaders could do better. Yeah. You know, we, we can't just blame the um, the colonizers. It's been, for my country, for example, it's been 60 years. Come on, like, <laughs> really? Like, it's been more than 60 years since they left. What have you guys done? You know, we still keep... The corrupt uh, I mean, politicians the, the, still keep the coming. The people in. might be gone, but their influence is still there. It's still there. Don't get me wrong. People that's coming in, paying Puppets people out to do the things they want to do, but they can't do in the light. So it's still the same thing. It's just now move from the light into the background, so yeah. you don't see. They don't you see, see the person just like you, but they doing the things for them. So I agree with that. I agree with that. But there's some countries that have actually resisted, like Ethiopia, for example. Even though now they are having a lot of tribal clashes. They were they're, they're the only African country that was never colonized. And even um, Rwanda, you know, mm-hmm. um, Kigame is doing a lot. Mm-hmm. In, and they even have like a sordid history with, you know, the ethnic cleansing and what happened in 1994 and all that. So, I mean, I guess the hopes you have for your country is also the hopes I have for my country. Because, I, I mean, I love it back home. I don't know about you guys. Every time I travel back home, yeah. There's a comfort I feel like I don't have yeah. to explain myself. Not too much stress, you know. No, there's stress there. There's stress there. There's this chaotic in Lagos yeah, where I'm from, uh-huh. but it's, it's it's almost like an irony. I feel more comfortable back home than here, even though there's so many comfort measures. There's mm-hmm. lights, internet, you know, good roads. Back home sometimes feels like a jungle, but I find more peace back home than here. But I think for them, uh, for back home. Like the stress level, I don't. Every place is different, but for me, from my perspective, the stress level was quite different. Than the one here. Yeah, like you see, happy people. Despite not having despite, much. Yeah, not despite not, not having much. Um, but you come back here and then anxiety, <laughs> the bills. Because <laughs> you know, if you don't work, you don't. If you don't yeah. Yeah, like back home, you can still have people to fall. You know, over. Oh, yeah, go stay with that uncle. Yeah, most people are just one paycheck away from being homeless. You're back on the street, you know, and you, the grind never ends. You walk yourself to the bone, and it's almost like it's just never enough. So, let's talk about your careers. Um, you pharmacist, congratulations. I know it wasn't long ago you got your, your degrees. I mean, that, let's just acknowledge, that's a very tough, you know, field, and you've had your fair share of, you know, just things you've gone through. First of all, why pharmacy? Um, I probably know the answer to that question, but for the audience who are just meeting you for the first time, why, why did you choose to study pharmacy? It's a long story. I mean, it's not, I believe it's something, it's in my blood, it's not something I can run away from. Although I tried so many times, <laughs> I tried to run away from it to do chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. But then, um, God in His mighty ways, when I came here, all the doors closed and it was only pharmacy that was open wow. for me to walk through. Um, I'll say the biggest inspiration comes from my dad. He's yeah. a pharmacist. He's still a pharmacist. Yeah. And I just watched him like helping people. It was just part of our lives. 
people could just walk into our home. Hey, I miss um, my daughter is suffering, my son is suffering. Can you help him out? And then he just go back to the kitchen, do something, and then yeah. back. <laughs> so like I, a magician. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just see how how much of help that he was to the community. Mm-hmm. It made me secret a long time ago. Yeah. That, hey, <laughs> I may follow on that path, but. I didn't do pharmacy with my first degree. I did chemical engineering, but when I came here, I had to start all over again. Mm. Oh, you had a degree in chemical engineering. Yeah. So you have two degrees. Yeah. Wow, I didn't I know that. Of oh, course, you had a pre-pharmacy. Yeah. What was your? You, you did four years. No, I was able to transfer some of my uh, from the chemical, so it got me um, chemistry. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. I didn't know that. So you actually went to study that chemical engineering, but you couldn't use it, use it to work here. Yeah, uh, I all over. Uh, yeah. But then I saw that it was a blessing in disguise because over there, um, back home, if you, after you finish your secondary school mm-hmm. or high school, whatever, it is your grade, your WASI. That determines where you go, but, yeah. But yeah. But I, I wouldn't have been able to do pharmacy because the only thing I could do was chemical engineering or something else. Oh. But when I came here and I had to start all over again, yeah. um, I feel like this uh, there were so many opportunities and I was able to pursue pharmacy. There was no cut off that would yeah. keep me from yeah. pursuing it. Yeah. So that was a very big opportunity for me to just go back to something that I couldn't do when I was in Ghana. Yeah, And I imagine you're one of the oldest in your class as well. Yeah, I was. Like, How was that? How was that like? I try to see those kids complaining about you, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was fun, right? Because um, I think my face also helped me a lot. Because yeah, you look young. You yeah, look but young. but if I say, oh, I have to go home to my kids. Yeah. Like, How old are you? Okay, <laughs> I'm not the <that laughs> traditional. <laughs> I'm an old lady. I'm in my thirties. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. Um, I got to really learn so much about. The younger, yeah, um, like population, yeah, yeah, and I think it kind of helped me a lot as as a professional, yeah. And I also realized that I wasn't alone because there were other a couple, were, yeah, that were there, yeah, yeah. yeah. One guy, yeah, oh yeah, I remember, him, yeah. yeah. He was there, he was older, yeah. And, but we wouldn't see older people with children, yeah. In school, um, like that's probably that's probably first degrees yeah. as it were. Yes, yes. Yeah, but here I'm like doing my own thing. Yeah, in the midst of young people. Yeah, I didn't really feel awkward. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe after school things would differ. Whereas I might maybe want to go downtown and go I do. You couldn't do. It. I had to come home and take care of the kids and all that. Okay, nice, nice. How about you, Doctor Say? So I know you are you have a PhD in computer science. You teach in a, a HBCU college. So talk. Can you walk us through your career path and why computer science? Uh, I always uh, like this little stuff, you know, trying to uh, figure out how things uh, work. So uh, that kind of led me to, because uh, in the beginning, my uncle in uh, Illinois, uh, I didn't even want to go to college because at first I was like, I'm not good for uh, college. I'm not smart enough or something like that. And he was like, if you're not going, then you might have to go back home. To <laughs> to <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, okay, let me find a go to. So, I uh, I ended up Langston because um, I had a low score on my ACT, and Langston give you an opportunity to uh, do remedial oh, nice. courses. So I came here and went through. Dang. And uh, I remember one of my uh, the department uh, head, uh, the computer science 
He looked at my grade. He was like, you cannot be a computer science student. Wow. This year. Who's laughing now? Yeah, uh, he actually, years after I left, he was using me as an example. Every, all wow. the students know my name. They was like, oh, he talked about you all the time. <laughs> talk about you I'm all glad time. he redeemed himself. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, uh, I don't know, uh, there are people when you talk to them like that, you're going to affect them. But yeah. uh, if you have the mindset, like, I can do it. Yes. You, can, you just have to push yourself. Yes, yes. Like, uh, some of the things I learned about... Uh, developing websites and stuff like that. I was on the scholarship program and uh, his name is Dr. Coleman. He still worked uh, Langston. And he was like, how can you call yourself a computer science student and you can't create a website for me? Wow. So, and, and became, yeah, and I went on and I started building and he paid me for doing websites for him. And now I've learned after I've been doing, people pay me to do websites all the time and now I don't even want to do it. Because you've done it. <laughs> No, because the pay might not be yeah. Watch your time, yeah, yeah. yeah, So uh, it's like a uh, seeing something like a challenge. Yeah, you need more challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've conquered that, you know. Yeah. Uh, So and step by step. So when I finished, uh, at that time I had like uh, multiple scholarships uh, to uh, like Carnegie Mellon, Howard, and uh, OSU also gave me a scholarship, but. OSU had the biggest amount. They were paying thirty thousand to go to school. Wow. After your tuition, they basically paying you just to be a student. So take it. <laughs> so I stayed and I'm stuck here in Oklahoma. But PhD though, that's like a whole different kind of beast. Yeah. I, uh, what made you want to go into academia? Uh, I've always been teaching at church and mm. uh, tutoring, even. Even though I was struggling, I was helping other students. Just, so I yeah. was learning I was through teaching, t- yeah. yeah, teaching all the time. Wow. And I did a job right before we. Uh, she was working in water plants in Ghana after her, and I was doing uh, water plants uh, automation with a company. And then uh, it didn't go well, and I was doing. I was still finishing up my master's, but and I couldn't so. I called Dr. Coleman, the one I just met. He was like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to do X, Y, Z. Can you do it? It was technology related. So I came and started working. And then uh, I started going back to school again to finish everything. And, wow. Yeah. Wow. So just staying around people uh, with uh, education background also push you to yeah. do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I work in academia like you, um, but I don't work for in a HBCU. I imagine for yours, there's more diversity, not just of skills, but also of, you know, people there. And would you say that has been quite helpful for you, seeing people more like you and sharing your, I guess, having that commonality of, you know, struggles and you're able to open up to them? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, one, first time I came to Langston, uh, it was 2003, mm. and uh, I went, I got my uh, my apartment, and I went to bed, and uh, when it was time to go get dinner, I was I walked outside, and I thought I was in Ghana, and <laughs> it, it was just everybody. In Oklahoma. And I was like, where am I? I was like. Was that in my dreams? Yeah, because everybody is black, looked like me, and the only thing, I was like, oh, they speak in English. So, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. But that was a. Uh, because I have not seen that in a long time. In Oklahoma. Because you came from even I mean, Illinois. that was my, first, yeah. oh, my yeah. first day in Oklahoma. Oh, so, so I you came in Illinois. Wow. And just yeah, different kinds of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, it helped me deal with uh, a lot, meet a lot of people. Yeah. And at that time, it was a lot of people from Africa, mm -hmm. Ethiopia, uh, basically everywhere in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't part of the African community so, so, or yeah, nothing yeah. like that. I was like, well, I'm here. I, I, I'm, still, I'm still the same. Yeah. It don't matter if you're African. We friends. I relate with we you, just, yeah. Are you a good yeah, person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. just do what we got to do and move yeah, on. So yeah. I didn't join any specific international group yeah. nothing like that I just yeah. did whatever I had to do that's your yeah. preference that's good yeah. to hear thanks for sharing that so along just I think one more question around the academic yeah. route I have in addition to being an immigrant mm -hmm. to Oklahoma to the US and then being in a department I mean you remember when you were so I work in the university where you know now I finished from there are not many people like us yeah. there right and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not always hung up on, you know, um, race. But I think sometimes there's so much burden on us to always keep accommodating so many things. Like, just meet me halfway. I want to learn from me as much as, you know, you want to learn from me. Don't put all the teaching on me. And there's also the struggles of being female. So female, black, immigrant. I want to ask you, you're male, you know, mm -hmm. and you're, you're, um, your field is predominantly male. You know, more men do yeah. computer scientists. I don't want to assume that you don't have your challenges, right? What would you say as, you know, assistant professor? Because I'm honest, that we're like at the bottom of the food chain for now, before we, you know, get promoted. What are some struggles that are peculiar to you and your field? I mean, it would just be the students. Uh, mm. uh, the challenge would be the student. How uh, so? Some of, is uh, their respect level and like entitled. Uh, uh, mm. uh, I kind of like make things easy. Like when I went to when I was doing the computers and when I started, they just give you a lecture and you go figure out how to set up everything <laughs> to do it. But in my classroom, I have a lab a computer, so. We go over the theory, Again, and this practical. is how, let's do it right now. So when you go home, you know exactly what to do. And sometimes I give them a hint. And I remember one time, one girl, she was like, just tell me already. Just well, tell me the answer. I was like, what's the point of you being here? <laughs> if I'm going to just give you Everything, an answer to yeah. the question that I'm asking you. What's the point of you being here? Meanwhile, your professor told you to build a website. Yeah. A whole website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the good old so, days. Yeah. I, she, she, one, one of them, she, she was cussing at me. Whoa. Yeah, in the middle of the class. And every student, like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. So I miss the African it's, way it's, sometimes. It's the challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you kind of you are done. You are matriculating that day. Oh, like yeah. you are done. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think sometimes even back on abuse occurs, but I like a mixture at least. You know, re respect. And I feel like sometimes the school doesn't back you up as a professor. There's more power given to the students because they are the ones generating the income, right? If they don't pay the tuition and get those student loans, they are not able to finance universities. Uh, yeah, but uh, there are times that I got to tell them, no, you can't. Uh, and one student, uh, it was something that they, I was like, uh, here is the number to the head of the department, to the uh, to the chair of the dean, yeah. and to the university president. Go and report everything to them. And then they responded like, oh, I'm sorry, can you do that? I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Because uh, sometimes they try to, because they know that, like, the university or somebody might support yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. of what you just said, because yeah. they're paying tuition, yeah. they're doing all that stuff. 
So I just said, like, this is the chain of order. If you skip it, they're going to kick you right back. So call the department head, <laughs> call the dean, and then you can go talk to the president uh, yeah. if you want. And then it was like, okay, I was yeah. like, just do that. Yeah. I gave them the numbers, email, like, here you go. go yeah. Knock yourself out. And then they had to come and apologize because they know, like, I'm not scared because I know I'm trying to teach you something and yeah. you just trying to find a way to around it together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some of them even asked, like, why can I get this grade? Like, you didn't do the work. Extra so, points, yeah. Yeah, it's again, you go back to the students and entitled. Uh, the worst yeah. one was, That's I think, maybe me. somebody, the student might had a mental problem or something like that. She sent me an email. She's supposed to get an A because somebody else told him as long as they do some student activities, they're fine for the class. I was like, like this a is a program, <laughs> programming class. You were in the class maybe four times. Out of the whole semester. And you want to get it. And, and you had the effort to send an email? Yeah. And I just <sighs> I just sent it to my head of the department. I didn't respond to it. It's like... You'll take care of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I, I get that struggle still. I get that struggle still. And sometimes you feel like your hands are tied. But they, some students also actually make you worth it. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay... Thank God. And if somebody sees your effort, uh, it's a, and I think sometimes it also could be the generational gap yeah. between them. I don't know. Maybe I'm showing you my age, but I'm like, I couldn't do half of the, I can't even do a smidge of what you guys do right now. When I was in pharmacy school, I would have been kicked out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't have the boldness to start asking for extra points mm-hmm. at the end of the, like, what have you done to gain it? You know, yeah. but, oh, well, so I know another thing you do, doctor say you teach black kids how to code mm-hmm. so let's deconstruct that a little bit no pun intended why that particular demographic and what's the age group and what uh, inspired that three uh, questions just, just uh coding basically uh uh it's not a lot of people programmers that are black most of the time uh job goes uh people outsource it because they can't find anybody qualified yeah. for it so uh, my my whole goal was basically introduce people into computing and even just to use a computer. If they get excited about to use a computer, that's fine. Mm. Uh, but just to get them to know, like, oh, you can actually do this. Mm. And I, it's not like something distant, like out of it, reach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's doable. So, mm. uh, but uh, I'm always I've been since I've been in Langston, I've been uh, uh the black community. So. Mm. Uh, Anybody is welcome, but most of the time, since is we stay around a black community, yeah. and we go to a black. Because it's well needed then, because yeah, a lot so, of them don't have so, money to pay for like you know camps yeah, and summer yes, programs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So that's one of the things that I told uh, Pastor, and he, uh, uh, his daughter was also going to school, and they were talking about coding. So he told me, I was like, yeah, 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 we can, we can start doing. Oh, so it's through the church. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so we started doing that. So what's the... It, I know you probably leave it open-ended, but how? Yeah. what's the youngest you've had in class? Uh, what's the oldest you've had in class? I think I did like five. Youngest is five. Oh. So, so they can under, understand and how not cry, and then yeah. they can stay by themselves. Yeah. So uh, we always started with typing. Okay. So we go into a typing program, mm. learn, learning the keyboard. Maybe maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah, I learned with Navy's. Oh, yeah. Oh, with typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we started with that. And then uh, last uh, summer, we did, uh, I bought a couple of robots. 
and then I have them put it together and start a program yeah. so they can tell it yeah. from the computer what it should do and this and that. Huh. So they they were excited and they had a good time. So when I walked in today, your oldest daughter, Candice, is like she's been beaten by the computer bug, no pun intended. <laughs> she showed me, because um, I, I I don't know how the conversation came about, but the moment she started talking about her computers and her gadget, I could see her eyes. I mean, she was, yeah. she was just stringing out the conversations. I'm like, oh, that's a button right there to press. And she showed me her little robot, the one she programmed. Yeah. How, I mean, how fascinating is that, that she's this young yeah, and... It's, it's very, yeah, because uh, not everybody... Uh, our church or the program because I was doing it every Saturday mm. every Saturday we go and do it and after a while it was like by 30 kids and the numbers kept going down as we started doing uh, practical stuff uh, yeah again the harder we mm. do a code to do a loop tell the robot to do this many times and they had a good time so now I put it together like let's write a code to do something complete let's Different, write yeah. a game we start with a simple game, and now we graduating going up, and then I see the numbers kept going down oh, yeah. and down and oh. down. So they, some of them, like they're not interested; they just want to have fun. Fun with it's simple. Yeah. So I was like, they can come, they can play on the computer, learn something. But uh, also, I think uh, parents might not have every day because I want it to be consistent. If you mm-hmm. learn it every Saturday, you know you learn mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So. And the numbers, so we just cut it down to we're just gonna do sam- uh, summer, camp, summer camps, so I can have them all week or two weeks. Or, so we, 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 yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you and your daughter, I guess you know, you're, that's a special bond you have together. Cause, yeah, yeah, she she likes she like coding. She's I one of tell. the one of the people. She gets sad when I, I cancel because I got to go it's somewhere crazy. on that Saturday and yeah. I can't do coding. Uh, and she's really sad about yeah, it. Cause yeah, because I think. You're telling me now that today is like no gadgets day. Yeah. <laughs> she and and I I'm glad that they they came up with the coding club because it made us realize that our own daughter too is really yeah into it yeah yeah, yeah. you didn't know it before then no she she even at before she turned one you know she figured out uh, the code to iPad she, what she yeah. did. Mm-hmm navigate and do it was like that time when uh disney let it go that's oh yeah oh my gosh yeah i know she couldn't spell it but she know if i go to the browser youtube Uh i can click on this video this will give me a reference to this click this one (laughs) and then i'll get to the song so you turn it off and then she click within about one minute and you hear the yeah. song. I was like, how did she? I had to search for her to find it, but she, she just click, yeah. click, click. Isn't it amazing how this, especially yeah. kids these days, the way they're technological savvy. Yeah. She teaches technology me a savvy. whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's humbling, right? Yeah. She did like a whole lot. Like, yeah. Mommy, just do it this way and then oh, three seconds. It's done. Like, like the password to your Wi-Fi. <laughs> she knew the password. Um, Nana was still asking, is it lowercase? Like, mommy, it's all lowercase. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> oh, but that's the prayer, right? Yeah. That the kids should be greater than, you know, the glory yeah. of the kids should. Yeah, so that's prayer has answered right there. And yeah. kudos to you guys for finding ways to express, you know, their love languages and, you know, um, spend, find things that really excite them. And each child is different, right? What yeah. might interest one might be different mm-hmm. from another. Yeah, Cassie likes swimming, so. Oh. 
water. Yeah. So, like, did you have to teach her how to swim, or she just... No, we haven't even actually had a class, because she will not listen. She just want to jump in. Oh, she's like my she, daughter, she yeah. She dive yeah. in, and then come out, and then jump back in, try... She figure out swimming a little bit wow. under it, and then she would come up. And, just, and that's it? Yeah, she just get excited. She could do that all day. All day long. Yeah. See, different, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, I guess... My question, last question, I think, would be this. And people ask this a lot. Are there any plans to like, maybe go back to Ghana and relocate or settle back? Uh, I mean, we're still planning on that yeah. uh, in case if we decide to go. Yeah. But at first I was. Uh, but right now I'm not really. Can like uh, yeah. yeah, like I'm going to be moving yeah. fully back. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we're still... Making we got some uh, some developments and stuff like that going on in yeah. Ghana, so we we might who knows yeah. the, the future. So yeah, whatever happens, we'll have a place of our own and all the stuff. So we have those in planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's in progress. We already started it, but yeah. we just want to make sure uh, we cover it wherever way, yeah. whatever yeah. Uh, we might find ourselves to be. Yeah. I guess. And I think will also be that no matter where you guys are, as long as you're together, you have yourselves, you know, you can always, you know, yeah. um, that's the beauty about being an immigrant. Once you've operated yourself from that road, it's yeah. like, I'm flexible, you know? Yeah. 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 Huh. So the queen just died. Not our queen, but the queen. Yeah. And there's been a lot of mixed. <laughs> I don't know if you've been on Twitter, the angriest place on earth. Like three schools of thoughts. Those who don't care, because like you know, I don't know this person that much. You know, just an old person dying. I mean, yeah. ninety six. That's yeah, she's lived a ripe old age. Yeah. The second people, the second group of people are those who are really mourning her. Usually, those based in the UK who had that attachment to her, and then the third group of people, which you know, I'm like, is it be extreme? Are those who were asking? I hope she died in excruciating pain, and it's usually those that are very you know Afrocentric and they are bringing part just you know the the way the British plundered and looted you know, our countries and their influence. What are your opinions about the Queen? And, and I know your Ghana, Ghanaian president, um, he he made the comment, like, almost like, in, in commemoration, almost like in solidarity, like, oh, we, we as a country and all that. And his views might not necessarily represent all Ghanaians. Yeah, but, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but we share, another commonality we share, apart from borders, is we're both colonized by yeah. the British people. Yeah. But what are your opinions? And I know you might probably have different opinions. Yeah, About the Queen. I mean, I, I, I mean is she's an old person, so... <laughs> Everybody dies. Everybody. <laughs> so, it's time to go. Like, I no. mean, she's. It's not sad like somebody young. Yeah, yeah. Die. I mean, it's coming. So it's a, yeah. yeah, I mean, her, her husband died last April, so yeah. you know, it was a matter of time before he should follow. I, I, I was sad. Why? No, 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 no. She is this is American Nana talking right yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I was sad a, a little bit because um, I just see that with her death, I don't know what is going to happen in the UK with the yeah. kingdom. Like, and <laughs> no, listen, you should look at your husband's face. She was the one for me, in my opinion. I think she was the one that's, um, that that has been holding the fort for 
the longest period of time. Yeah, but just when the way when the monarchy at this time and age, nobody really care. It's just a. Uh, it's just uh, something they Decorated, have. It's a tradition yeah. that yeah. they just keep it going. Yeah. They have uh, their government system that mm-hmm. is running. Prime Minister is different from that. Yeah. But, 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 it's decorative right now. Yeah, Even but, though they pay a lot of taxes to fund their, yeah, their to lifestyle. Fund. Yeah. That's, it. That's it. That's it. I don't think a lot of British should be very excited about this. No, but some of them might not even care because they're paying a lot to fund their lifestyle. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's actually, but um, they have to sacrifice. I think they did a whole lot of things for their kingdom, whether good or bad. To be at the place which which is at now because they had to go to African countries, other places. They took a whole lot of resources to yeah. build their own. Exactly. So why sh- that's more reason we shouldn't really be. Yeah, it's it's like uh, <laughs> our <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Uh, I was in but, Ghana back then when. Uh, uh, Princess her, Diana died. died yeah. I never heard of that person. It was on CNN. Yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, the next two weeks. <laughs> no, the reason why I like her is that I think she was. You, did you from... did you know her before that? <laughs> what did you no. know? No, no. 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 I've heard of her. I no, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody knew that person. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know what I like, I like about your husband? He keeps referring to them as that person. <laughs> he refuses to even call them like that. Did you know that person? He's like somebody on the streets. <laughs> I didn't know that person existed until they died. Like, <laughs> like they have no bearing upon like, my life. I like that she was very diplomatic because um, I never, I, I, don't, I don't even think those other monarchs before her, they even went to. Visit their colonies. Well, yeah, what's that? Is, it's, and that can be said against that, though. For, it's photo shoot. Exactly. It's photo up. Yeah. Yes. Take a picture. I'm gone. That's it. That's what they do. You know, that I don't know about Ghana, right. but they're still recovering a lot of our monies. You know, yeah. and a lot of our artifacts and. And then she really gave a, a whole bunch of money, like whenever Ghana. But, but that's your that. money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody stealing, stealing from your house and then bringing back the money. It was yours. So yeah, no, for her, she was diplomatic right. enough to return somebody. Why did they steal it in the first place? <laughs> the dad and all those people that were before, they didn't even really care about her. No, that's so nice. <laughs> I like how you're seeing the different perspective. Yeah, yeah I, I said that and I, I feel that um, as a woman, there's so, there are so many things to learn about her. Like being... Um, like what do you call it? a monarch? I really like the way that the respect that she gave to the husband and yes, also trying yes. to keep the family together. Yeah, that together. that I can say. Yeah. Like, even though there's still something she did to Diana and all yeah. that I was still hearing about, but I don't know how I feel about a king in London. It's almost like we're back to the medieval days. Queen of England felt, you know, at yeah, least you know, motherly, but king of England. I know, uh, good I, luck I, with that. I think or that person, like which one is Let me try to my words okay. well, um, I'm thinking that um, with the queen dying it, it looks like the royal family is done it's not like seriously it's, oh, it's, yeah. entry, it's entering like a new era yeah a, a, a modernized like monarchy yeah and it's not needed no more so. exactly we don't need and monarchy she was the one anymore. that was holding it and yeah, she, yeah. She, she I mean she survived how many prime ministers yeah. like have she she was there when Winston Churchill has been dead for how long? And in the recent one that just got into power, the uh, um, she was born hundred years later from when um um Churchill was born. I mean she outlived them all. She she yeah, she, she was there in nineteen fifty seven when Ghana had independence. independence. Yeah. I, I saw the video. All the people that were there, mm-hmm. they're all gone. I mean, she's ninety six years old. She, I mean she's, 
you know how much it took to like keep that That's woman alive it took a lot of money and a lot of good great healthcare system and yeah. doctors and all that but she's, uh, I mean she's lucky she, she lived a, a very fabulous life now. <laughs> like no worries there's a lot of people in my dream yeah yeah can only dream of yeah but at least there's still there's still so many good things about her yeah yeah I mean no, no human is I like mean, totally everybody. bad everybody yeah we she have that two sides of us right yeah um As, as a wrap up, what's the next five years gonna look like for you guys? Like, if you could just, you know, speak into that future, like, and I, I don't want to use five years, let's just give whatever time frame you want to use. What would you have liked to have, you know, accomplished or impact you have, you'd have loved to have made in the coming years? Uh, uh, as I was talking to your husband about it, we started a movie. Uh, oh, yes, tell us about a movie, that. Uh, studio that we're working on, so. We bought a building and it was an old bank that big and then so yeah, there's nothing, city, right? yeah. So we building the inside the offices right now and then we're gonna start producing uh movies. So uh coming future be doing more of that and uh hopefully retire. <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Of, uh my retirement age was uh five what, four years ago? Wow. Yeah, I wanted to be retired, doing what I want to do. Instead of having to depend on, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, most of my friends, uh, they into real estate, mm. and they have property, so uh, they wake up whenever they want to. They go buy another property, fix it up, and that's it. They make money from that. So I'm uh, planning on doing that, and also just to... Uh, use my time to help other people teach, mm. do whatever. Mm. But I wanted to be on my own yeah. time, yeah. not to be forced or be dependent on, on that income. Of, yeah. yeah, if you income. don't do it, then you can't pay the bills. Yeah, oh. so that's the plan that uh, we have. Yeah. Like, we need to do much uh, now, so in the future, we don't have to yeah. do because this is time you have the energy. Yes, and don't you even notice how in America. That's why those are old. I still find them working. Not because they want to yeah. work, but they have to they work. Have to, yeah. And it's, to, it's like yeah, a, almost like a slavery in a way. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you're chained to that machine. And I don't want to be that way. In the yep. same period. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't want... Um, like, so, what I'm... I think you said most of the, um, of the stuff, but I'm thinking about finding something outside of pharmacy, like, to do. But that will be more about, like, volunteering. Mm-hmm. So, um, we started the... Great commission. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah uh, as you can see, I... some of the bags. Of the, oh, like the uh, send stuff. Uh, yeah, computers. So yeah. uh, we work with uh, preachers that you know, basically, God has called them. Yeah. So uh, I know great uh, commission, the yeah. missionary stuff. Yeah, I know. That. Yeah, so we just basically want to uh, help them so they can go and yeah. not worry about financial stuff, and then also we collect uh, uh, donation clothes and stuff like that. So some yeah. of those and computers. Yeah, uh, buy from. Uh, Websites, uh, use one, and fix just them fix up them and up and then send them, send them yeah. so they can give to people. So Aww. we want to be able to go on a mission trip, yeah, yes, spread the gospel. Is, yeah, uh, but, there, yeah, yes, yeah. but you got to have the funds, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so yeah. We work now, okay. and then maybe in the future okay. we'll be free to yeah. do whatever we want to do, yeah. yeah. Now, do you want to highlight that? Uh, movie you did on Netflix as well. Uh, the movie is called Black Wall Street Burning. Uh, so it's uh, it's not on Netflix, but it's on. Uh, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, uh, Tubi. It's, oh, Tubi. Yeah, yeah YouTube. Yeah. You have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, 
and Amazon, you have to pay for it, okay. but you can have one uh, watch it on Tubi. Okay. So it's about uh, what happened back in 1920s. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, call it Tulsa Race uh, Massacre. Yes, yes. Where yeah. they destroy a whole It was town, a, it was like, a, and they still have to recover, you know? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So Anyways. Yeah, so we had a, a lot of people wanted to do the movie, uh, but. I always couldn't do it, so my friends it was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Let's and this was like a documentary, right? No, no, no. we so made it to a movie. Well, yeah. I, I have yeah. to go see that. Yeah. I have to see. They showed it in Hawkins oh, theater. Yeah, I just mean, not too far from here. Yeah, it was going all uh, before Corona. It was going all over uh, the whole country. People were requesting to put it in their movie theaters. Uh, uh, and then hey, Corona it's possible that my church actually did a pre-screening of it because Juneteenth. Oh, I think I think we they showed a clip mm, of it. Okay. I'm gonna have to corroborate that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But it, it sounds familiar the way you're talking about it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Well, it's been really nice getting to share your story. You people are so humble and yet rich, you know, in spirit and in every sense of that word. And uh, I think for me, what I'm taking from our conversation today is, you know, just keep going. Yeah. You know, and and let God be the center of it. Yeah. And family is just the your family. Once you can start with your family, you can make the world a better place. Yeah. You know, spend time with your children, um, equip them, um, teach them how to also treat other people. And everybody did that. You know, the world invariably becomes a better place. Yeah. I go for it. You know, your dreams go for it because you being one of the oldest people in your class, that could have you know, <laughs> you had a degree from Ghana. Yeah. You know, you could have stayed at home, and but you you found something to do. So again, whatever your hands, you know, find to do, do them well, well. Yeah. and then give to others. Like your time with coding, um, helping out with Great Commission, and and how you can even impact your community. I bet yeah. even in your school, when you told your students your story of how your GP wasn't even quite high enough computer yeah. science, and here you are now a whole PhD, you know, yeah. and then in academia, like come on and now. To add to that, I know we are wrapping up, but mm. you know how, I don't know if that's in Nigeria, mm. but you know, some people major in science mm-hmm. in the high school, mm-hmm. he didn't even do something. Oh really? Oh, yeah. we missed that part. What, what literature, what did you study? Oh, I was doing visual arts. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can so so you can even add like animations. You can add that to your coding and all that. Or what did you do? Not really, I quit. I, I started doing it. I met some people here uh, when I came to high school. They can do like amazing stuff. Yeah, I was wow. like, oh, I was just amazing, but let me stop doing it. So, but can you draw and all that? Like you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! Yeah. Any of your kids pick up that talent? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe Charis, you know? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you actually did a pivot. It's like you went from visual to computer. Yeah. Oh, we should have explored that angle. But you know, yeah. anyway. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> thank save that for, we'll save that for another time. Okay. But thank you. I mean, this. thank you for inviting me to your home. And I, I got double what I even wanted. Because you know, you told me that I was actually interested in learning more about coding. But I'm glad you also joined that. I think yeah. this was even way better than I, <laughs> okay. I expected. Because I got the privilege of sharing your story. Well, on behalf of everybody on the podcast, I want to say thank you and wishing you guys all the very best. Thank and you. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thanks yeah. a lot.
Thank you.